The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by the Quip Electric Toothbrush, known as the iPhone of toothbrushes. Engineered by industrial designers, Quip is sleek and simple. Time Magazine named Quip one of their best inventions of the year. GQ declared it one of the best grooming products on the market, and Oprah put it on her prestigious O-list. Join millions of brushers who use Quip to make their mouths happy and healthy. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash listen. That's getquip.com slash listen. Please insert additional coin. You honor me with your presence, Crispy D. How can one so tiny hurt so much? Rat Pigler, usually stronger than the average, and has a friendly attitude, is a throwback. We will not back down. Good Wednesday, everybody. Yes, it's Wednesday, which means it is the throwback. Jake Seeley, Crispy D, Brad Ziegler, with you once a week. Yeah, going forward, as you have hopefully noticed and listened to us last week, we're on Wednesdays for you guys, special shows here and there, maybe for rookies and stuff like that, but mostly once a week till football rolls back around. Follow Chris at Chris Meany, Brad's at Brad Ziegler, and I'm an all-in kid. And if you're not part of the athletic out there in the freeverse, don't know why you wouldn't join now, especially if you like fantasy baseball, because the draft kit is out if you go to the athletic doc. Actually, no, don't even go to the throwback. Go to the athletic and just go to the site and go to the draft kit and get 40% off. Or you could use this show code, which is slash the throwback. You could do it either way, but draft kits already got I think close to 40 articles and all told, I think it's near a hundred once we're done with it come the middle of March. It's ridiculous. My rankings and projections are coming out next week. So a lot to get into. If you want to get into fantasy baseball over there, do so. And we're going to talk football as we always talk. Hey, look guys, it, it was, we knew it was happening. The reports were out there. It was happening, but now it's official. Now, now we know officially Philip Rivers is not coming back. Well, he might be back in football, but he's not coming back to the Chargers. That's for sure. He won't be playing in a new shiny stadium, which will be ready this year, unfortunately for him, which the fans still won't show up for. But for, hey, Rivers might have fans show up for where he is now going next year, but we don't know where that might be. We don't need to talk about Rivers. We want to talk about the Chargers. So Chris, knowing that Rivers is gone, knowing that, you know, the team has already kind of thrown, whether you want to call it front office speak or whatever behind Tyrod Taylor, whether they come out of the draft drafting Justin Herbert or whatever it might be. Looking at this team for next year, because it's funny, we had the same conversation on my podcast yesterday. Uh, I actually had uh, John Daigle from Roto World, and I'll get your guys' opinion. He thinks it's a great buy opportunity because people are going to be scared and stay away from the team in general with all the things going on, but he thinks it's a good buy opportunity for Mike Williams because there were so many air yards and so many red zone targets, he actually underperformed, even if the quarterback is a rookie next year, that he's a good buy low, Chris. Yeah, in the dynasty league, I could see that. I could see a lot of these guys being being by lows. I don't think I'll be too excited overall if Taylor is the quarterback or Herbert. I I, I suppose they'll definitely draft a quarterback. Rivers wasn't too. He wasn't really all that good, anyways. I wasn't all that impressed with him, to be honest. I thought he turned the ball over quite a bit. I I thought he lost a lot of zip on his deep ball. And you, you, we've been talking about Mike Williams a lot. I mean, this is a guy who led the league in in. Yards per catch, strange seasons from him in terms of touchdowns. The year before was uh, a little bit more better that way. But, yeah, I can see that. I buy a little across the board. A lot of these guys in Dynasty. But right as of right now, I, I don't like the idea that Taylor could be the quarterback for them. 
Yeah, and I, I would agree. I think that's bad for all the receivers, and at least for 2020. Like, going forward long-term, I mean, if if a guy like Justin Herbert is going to be the guy they target in the draft and Taylor's just kind of a stopgap, then um, at, at any point, at some point, whenever he takes over, it's unlikely that he's going to just take off right away. It's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be an adjustment period. There's, you know, a, a learning curve for him. And we, we see it all the time with any rookie that steps in. It, it almost always takes him a little bit of time to get acclimated and the receivers suffer for it. Yeah, I, I definitely get what you guys are saying for the concern level with Tyrod's there. I still think it could be fine for Keenan Allen, obviously, just to – like somebody's going to get knocked off. I, I think that's the bigger concern. Like you can't have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry all putting up the numbers that we expect them to put up with somebody like Rivers or even somebody who could throw the ball like Rivers. Even Rivers of last year, to your point, Chris – if Tyrod's in there because Tyrod's just not a 4,000 plus 30 plus touchdown type of guy, but he's productive enough to have value there. But it just seems like, especially now when you chip into the fact of what well, are we assuming? And obviously Melvin Gordon's situation is up in the air. Heck, he might be back with the Chargers given this free agent running back class and the draft class. He might not have options at this point, but the Austin Eckler out of the backfield, is that kind of your guys more concern is like not to use the cliche that, Oh, there's only one ball to go around, but this seems to be like if Tyrod Taylor is at quarterback, that kind of starts to bear a little truth. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, you, you're probably dead on about Keenan. That's probably the one guy that I'd be least worried about, honestly, if there was. Yeah, Sammy, a... Sammy was top 20 in only 12 games with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. For it, all that being said. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, yeah. he, and obviously from a fantasy standpoint, he could run. Uh, we, we like that here on the show. We like a quarterback who can run. But I think um, out of all the weapons, I you're probably dead on about Keenan. He's the guy that I think would be least affected by, you know, Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor. I don't know how you're pronouncing it these days. Or or a rookie quarterback. You know, I think Keenan Allen, you can line him up anywhere. Short completions in the slot, move him around. Uh, just get the ball in his hands as opposed to Mike Williams, you know, a little bit more of a deep threat. There has to be some more accuracy there with the guys. But, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen at the running back position. There was some real bad blood between Melvin Gordon and the Chargers. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. don't even want anything to do with this guy on their team anymore. Uh, but I'm bringing like Carlos Hyde or something. <laughs> yeah, it's some, yeah, you're probably right. Some cheap. Rage and running back that they can just have, you know, a little bit of a timeshare. But Austin Eckler, I think is, I think regardless if Gordon's on the team or not, I'm, I'm definitely going to be interested in him. Yeah. And I, I, you know, going back and looking at the last year, Terod Taylor was a starter in Buffalo. Granted, they did not have a good receiving core, but that being said, the top two receivers on the team were LaShawn McCoy and Charles Clay, the tight end. And I don't know if Hunter Henry's going to be back either. I could, I could honestly see him going to New England and trying to fill the Gronk role because he's athletic enough to do it. And, and I, I, I think there's a chance he leaves. I'll say that. And if that happens and if they don't have Melvin Gordon back and if they don't have Philip Rivers back, obviously, then I think there's a really good chance for Austin Eckler and a really good chance for whatever tight end comes in there, whether it's, you know, it could be like a Blake Jarwin or something that they signed to, to fill that spot. I don't know who, who all the free agent tight ends are, but I, I just think there's a decent chance that, that those two spots, kind of the check down guys are the guys that, that end up thriving with Tyrod Taylor there because I, I, he's not a deep ball thrower. It, at least he, he wasn't that year. He wasn't in 2017 or whatever when that last year was, um, when he was starting. And so, but they were still a good team. They were still a nine and seven Bills team with no receivers. 
And so you're right. There's a chance that Keenan Allen, um, you know, is still productive. And I think, I just think it will be a step down from what we've seen with, with him with Philip Rivers at quarterback. I just see this as a situation where I just wish there was more trade in the NFL. Like Keenan Allen would be the perfect trade. So like the Chargers, look, you're, you're moving on from Philip Rivers. You're not contending next year with Tyrod. I mean, maybe, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, Bill's fringy playoffs with him he could certainly kind of be there but it's kind of like how many years are you going to keep banging your heads against the wall you know it's the Chiefs division for at least the next two years if not longer you know revamp go trade Keenan Allen kind of revamp this team but uh, like I said you know these kind of things don't really happen in football unfortunately like if this is a baseball team I feel like we might be heading in that direction where they would say you know let's cast off Keenan Allen let Hunter Henry walk you know get some compensation and you know start looking towards the future but yeah they're really gonna speaking. blow this up because I feel like they're close I don't know am I the only one that thinks they're I, kind of I know like, they win a lot, uh, lose a lot oh, close to close game. to winning yeah close to competing like we've been saying that for the last 10 years <laughs> I know there's a ton of talent on this team and they always <laughs> seem to disappoint they find a way to lose but you know i i, I see things from your chargers camp that they're you know they're they're they like their internal options quote unquote you know like t- t- taylor taylor or taylor i mean they, they have like, are you kidding me they have Get a, a solid defense if they have a quarterback uh, that think- doesn't turn the ball over i feel like they can be competitive i don't know if they should blow it all up competitive yeah but they're not winning this division well, they won't win the division but they can get in i mean the afc is nothing Maybe. special yeah, I mean, they were in. they were in two years ago, and everybody predicted him to be in this year preseason, and it just didn't work out. But the the nucleus of the team, especially their defense, is definitely good enough to be to be a playoff team. Um, they but just they really underperformed they were, offensively this year. They were five and eleven this year, and I was and the reason I say this because I'm with you, Brett. I don't. Why is Hunter Henry going to come back? Like if Hunter Henry, he's unrestricted. He's not even restricted. So like, why is he going to come back? Unless they slap the franchise tag on him, which I think would sh- surprise a lot of people. But yeah. you know, that's, I guess that's always a, 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 a possibility, but I don't know. I just, I, if you lose Hunter Henry, now you're down to Eckler, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and a rookie or Tyrod Taylor. I just feel like now it's like, yeah, you know me. I, I hate the taste of the playoffs every single year. Give me a contender or a rebuild. Like I'm fun. Like if I still cared much about the Giants, I'd be actually happy with what's going on because at least you're not playing around with this seven to nine and getting the 14th pick because that's just a waste. But yeah, speaking of somebody who hasn't had to deal with that for a while, somebody that hasn't had that situation hasn't even had to worry about not making the playoffs, but got booted in the first round. Had you were so happy when this happened, Tom Brady. <laughs> Here's the thing: Do we? I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase this one little different way to start. Do we think there's any, like, one to ten, you think Tom Brady's not in a Patriots uniform next year? Not, uh, one. I think, I don't think there's any way he signs anywhere else. I, I would love it if he did, but I don't think they let it happen. I, I will go like a three. Yeah, I think that, I, I mostly agree with Brad, but I think there is, you know, the slight chance that he does move on. It's possible. I'd like, uh, I'd I'd like him it. with the Chargers. <laughs> if he was on the Chargers, would you say the Chargers are a playoff contender? <laughs> yes, I would. Just don't turn the ball over. Just seriously, uh, look at some of the Chargers' losses. Say. It's unbelievable. And and you know, kind of threw me off sidebar. I was like looking at the game log and I was like, who the hell is LV? They've already switched it on Yahoo. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's on all the sites. you got to get used to it. LV, Las Vegas Raiders, everybody. It's next year. Don't forget about that. Uh, yeah, so I, I I give it like a 1.2. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you, which is like, actually, that's what, like 20% more than Brad there. So slightly more. Like, 
Tom Brady, let's say he's back with the Patriots. Tom Brady, we don't care about him for fantasy. No. But between these kind of options, I got to Here's the question I'm going to ask. I'll go to you first, Brad, uh, because Chris is more optimistic than we are. Let's say Tom Brady doesn't come back. Let's say Tom Brady goes to the Chargers. Let's say Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers. The and so, like, like, whatever it might be. Here's the question I want to ask you. Tom Brady on team blank. Is that potentially a downgrade for the receivers? Because I got to say, if you put Tom Brady on the Buccaneers, yes, he's not turning the ball over by Jameis Winston, but that's a downgrade for me. I don't want Tom Brady throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. What do you think? I, I completely agree. I don't think, and I don't think Tampa's a great option for him, but I could see, like, I, there was reports that he's enrolled his kids at a private school in Nashville. And, and he's, you know, with Vrabel being the coach there, you could kind of see that being a potential matchup. And if that happens, I, I, I mean, how do you draft AJ Brown as high as he's going in ADP right now? Like, there's, there's no way. Like, he's, he's not a thousand yard receiver at that point. Um, he, he, with the, with the lack of volume, um, it's going to be all based on yak for him at that point. And, I just don't see him duplicating this year in that, so upgrade in that range. Corey so. Davis and downgrade AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd probably upgrade John Smith, Smith uh, if, yeah. if anybody. Yeah. And, and, but if they do that, the only way Brady signs there is if, if they resign Derrick Henry, because he has to have a running game to have any chance to have a good passing game. And if they don't resign Derrick Henry, and I don't see how they can, I don't see how anybody can at the, the money he's saying he's wanting. Um, you know, hopefully he'll, uh, common sense will prevail and he'll be able to still get something to take care of his family because there's, there's no way he's, he's starting at Zeke's money and, and, okay. and, and going up yeah. from there. That's just absurd. That's, it's completely handicapped the Cowboys. And I think we'll probably get into them in a second, but it, it just doesn't make any sense for Brady to go somewhere without an established hardcore running game. And that's why I think San Diego is, is probably not the destination, um, that he's headed just because they, I mean, Right now, the running game is a big question mark. I'll say that. Well, if he had the San Diego, he wouldn't be playing with anybody. So that's right. To be honest, <laughs> Los <laughs> Angeles, man, come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're. I'm still. I'm going to be doing that hey, with Oakland speaking, for a long time too. So real, real quick, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of San Diego, so I have so far ridiculously pissed off. I can't. I don't want anything to do with them anymore. Moved on from the Mets. My San Diego Padres hat arrived. Ooh, I'm done. Baby, Padres <laughs> fan. Nice. Um, go Padres and Pete Alonso, but go I'm Padres. I'm surprised anyway. you didn't get the the Dodgers and and now they got Mookie Betts. No, I'm not so going to be a bandwagoner. Bandwagon. Everybody's like, yeah, people are like, well, you could have picked a better team. I'm like, no, I'm picking the Astros. This is exactly what I said on a tweet. I said you could argue these are the Astros from four years ago without the cheating. I'm getting in before everybody wants to jump on board in two years when they're like perennial contenders because look at all that talent up and down the line. But anyway, we're not talking baseball because everybody's going to get pissed off and stop listening. Chris, you're more optimistic than we are. Brady, does he downgrade certain players and certain offenses depending on where he signs? Yeah, hundred percent. And you need to get a Fernando Tatis jersey. That guy's a stud. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree actually with everything. Chris that Paddock. Said. Chris Paddock. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to like about the Padres. Um. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Brad said. I mean, I think you you, you definitely if I picture him on the Bucks, uh-uh, I don't like that for for Mike Evans. I picture him on the Titans. I don't like that for AJ Brown. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. I I actually wouldn't mind him on the Chargers because we just talked about Keenan Allen. There's some weapons there. Eckler. I mean, the run game is not awful if they do decide to bring back Gordon. But would you? You would downgrade Mike Williams because no air yards go out the window. I would downgrade Mike Williams. That's where he's going to go. But Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, both backs, I think, you know, again, I still think they're a capable offense to compete and be competitive. But 
mostly everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, all the reports, like, people are actually excited on Twitter that Philip Rivers could potentially be with the Bucks. Are you kidding me? No way. That wouldn't be good at all for Mike Evans. I don't think that's great. Phil, Philip Rivers four years ago, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't or think that that's, ago. from a fantasy standpoint, I don't think it's all that great. And from a real-life standpoint, sure, maybe he doesn't turn the ball over as much, but there's still a guy that basically got the same amount of picks as touchdowns. He still had a lot of bonehead plays, in my opinion. I think he's, I think Rivers should probably just hang him up but for Brady if I there's a there's a only a very few spots I think that he could be decent from a fantasy standpoint but let's look at the weapons that he's had in New England too last year I mean yeah he wasn't that great from a fantasy standpoint but he didn't have a lot of options to throw the football to Antonio Brown for one game he just needs to go home and help his wife. I mean, nine kids. Like, seriously. Give, give her some. <laughs> How good was Brady yeah. with um, Antonio Brown, though? I know it was Miami in that one quarter, but, man, give him a weapon. He looked – He if Antonio Brown played with him all year, he probably would have finished as a top-ten quarterback. Well, see, it's funny. Like you said, I think that – I don't know if that's even an option on the list, but for that, is like I said, if Brady was with the Chargers, that makes sense for Keenan Allen. I mean, that could be really yes. good. That would be interesting. All right, so – Here's the next one real quick before we get to uh, last two weeks. We did a lot of situations that aren't changing. And th- what I wanted to start this week and we'll be doing going forward here is like players that do you think their value is contingent on where they play? Like similar to what we're having this discussion right now about Brady for his players, but not we would actually be talking about Brady like Brady. I, I guess real quick, since we are on Brady, do you think Brady's value could change by where he plays or do you think Brady is just Brady at this point, Chris? Uh, I, I mostly think Brady is just Brady at this point, but I do feel like his value would change. Like I said, if you put him on a team with some weapons, not just deep threats like Evans and Williams, you put him on a team with some weapons, I think he could be at least um, a quarterback that you could roll out in 14, super 16 flex. team leagues. Yeah, super flex for sure. Same for you, Yeah, Brad. super flex. Yeah, super flex for sure. I wouldn't – there's no way he's in my top 12 next year, though. I mean, he, I wouldn't have put him in my top 12 this year, and I don't know um, – I think he – might have finished thirteenth. I'm not depending on what scoring system we're using, but it's it's just a you know a, a, that's to well me that's a NFL. ceiling at this point. Yeah, well, yeah. his yeah. worst so landing spot may be New England. Who Tom Brady? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like we, we both said one. You were the one that said three. Like get out of here with that. So, all right. <laughs> Speaking of getting out of here, like can can we all agree? Can we just STFU with the whole Taysom Hill stuff? Can we stop? Like, the dude's attempted, what, 11 passes or whatever? Like, he's fun, but can we stop with Taysom Hill as a quarterback, Brad? I mean, he. it sounds like he he's the one that's driving this now. I mean, he said he, if they don't view him as a quarterback, he's not coming back. And Well, guess what? It, I don't think the 31 other teams view you as, a, like, a full-time quarterback either. There's a reason. They, they may not, but if they view old. him as a backup, <laughs> if they view him as a primary backup, I think that's a better option for him than being a third stringer going back to New Orleans, which is what he was. And so it's, it, 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 uh, you know. He, he, could get, he was actually scoring touchdowns with – if you put him on another team, I don't know if he scores a single touchdown because at least – the Saints are running these freaking gadget plays with him. I mean, it's, it's it sounds like he's just been kind of hanging out with Tim Tebow, where it's like, hey, dude, you're a quarterback. Stay, you know, stay a quarterback. I refuse to do anything else. They were running the gadget plays. He was trying to help them win. But I think in, in like, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's waking up and realizing, like, gosh, my body this year is just so much more beat up than it's ever been in my life. I don't want to do this. I want to be a quarterback. I would rather be a backup somewhere with a chance to start with an injury no. as opposed to. You know what this I mean, is? He, you know, he wasn't starting over you know Teddy Bridgewater when the opportunity came. I'll tell you exactly what this is. This is like, this is Hunter Henry right now 
going into free agency and saying, I want to be listed as a wide receiver. That's what it is. He wants more money. He wants to be listed as a position that pays more money. That's all it really is. And he's like, yeah, a full-time quarterback, so he's listed there anyway. But I'm saying the comparative is he just – you just said it. He wants more money. Do you know what his greatest season in college was? He spent five, five years at Brigham Young, by the way. Five. Two senior years. He didn't even play but one game in his senior year, his first senior year, came back because of that. 12 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Sophomore year was 19 and 14. That was his best year. 2,900 yards, 2,900 yards per attempt, 6.7. What he's done in the college or since then in college in the NFL was nothing. And then he basically did what he did last year. He has done nothing in the NFL. Like, stop. Can we, like, this is just so ridiculous to me. I, I agree. I mean, good for him though. I mean, if you're, if you're hell, you, you, you want to be a starter. You want to be given an opportunity. Why not? I mean, you don't want to just play gadget plays. Yeah, it's nice. You got Sean Payton there and a wicked offense in the breeze with, with Breeze and company, even wicked. on the field, <laughs> right? How many times have we seen Breeze line up wide and Taysom Hill is in the red zone? And we're just like, what the heck is going on here? Like, why is this happening? But, you know, again, good for him if he wants to be a starting quarterback. I'm with you, Jake. I lean, you know, direction that you, I just don't, I just don't see it. I just don't think he's, he's good enough. To, to be a starting quarterback anywhere else. And Brad said it. I mean, when Breeze was hurt, it wasn't him under center throwing passes. It was Teddy Bridgewater. Exactly. Teddy Bridgewater. I tell you what, he goes to another And then they stopped and- using they stopped using Taysom Hill at that point. Yeah, because when Breeze was on the field. <laughs> yeah, but I will say this. I mean, a- athletically, testing-wise, he's, he's as athletic as Lamar Jackson is. And with that being the case, it, it, maybe he thinks that's who he can be mm. if given the opportunity and, and learn the passing kind of like Jackson's done. I mean, Jackson got – to be a better passer in 2019 than he was in 2018, there's a, a chance that given some coaching, Lamar Jackson is last like year at Louisville is a better passer than yeah. But, and I agree. I mean, I, mean, I, I agree. Up. He would yeah. have have you know. I mean, and the other problem is he's 30 years old, or he's going to be 30. It's not like he's a 26 year old entering free agency, and that's that's part of the issue with guys that go to BYU and they have their yeah, Mormon mission. Exactly, they come and that's out why he's at a, not at an older on. age. And that's why he's not as athletically gifted as Lamar Jackson. Maybe five years ago on his testing coming out of college, but not anymore. He's not even can't hold a candle. Nobody holds a candle to Lamar Jackson. Get out of here, Brad. I'm about to punch you in the face. And then get attacked. <laughs> he's looking, at, fine. Fine. I, he's I looking see. at three season numbers. He actually had four three games, at least forty yards on the ground. And that doesn't mean he's as athletically talented. Yeah, I just I'm just getting more fired. I don't think he's as gifted as a runner, but I think in a straight in a straight line race, I think he, he's potentially just as fast. Okay. I think he could run over people. No, him. I'll say that he could definitely do that. <laughs> so he's not afraid of contact when the when the time came and got got some adrenaline going. But you know, I don't know. I he's, he scored a 17 on his Wonderlick, which is like second percentile. That's like as bad as it gets. So I I don't think they view him as a quarterback mentally, let alone. You know, let alone like just saying like I've, you've got to run an offense and the complexities that come with being a starting quarterback. That to me is the biggest thing. It's not athletically can you do it. We've seen him make some decent throws. We've seen him make athletic plays. They could probably structure their offense around him a little bit. And and oh I just think it, it, I, I'm not saying that's that's the way I would go, but I could see a team wanting to make a big change and try and trying something different because what they're doing is not working for the last you know decade or whatever then no, then no. maybe let's move on stop stop no 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 maybe no you could go buy your Taysom hill jersey you're out of your mind <laughs> just messing uh can we talk about drew Brees? can we do that brad can we move on to drew Brees? yeah absolutely and you, 
You love some Taysom Hill. I'm with that. Like, job call him I, don't, yeah. I, I don't like Taysom Hill, and I don't like what he did. Like, even even from look at the rest of the Saints' offense. No, every no, time talking about Taysom field, Hill. <laughs> no, but it, this affects Breeze because every time Taysom Hill was on the field, it hurt every single other player's fantasy value on the field. Michael Thomas' stats went down when Taysom Hill was on the field. Alvin Kamara's red zones touches went down when Taysom Hill was on the field, and, and that's that to me was the biggest problem. It took them out of using the best some of the best skill players in the in all of football just to try to use these gadget plays. I don't want him in in New Orleans and I hope Breeze comes back without Taysom Hill there. Hey, by the way, breaking news, Miles Garrett has just been reinstated. He's back. Mm. So, there you go. Good for him. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good for the Browns. Good for the Browns defense. Yes. He's like, a heck of a the, player. The punishment wasn't equitable across the board. So, in any case, we'll move on. So, let's talk Drew Brees because now that's what I said. I want to spin this differently now. Then talk about Drew Brees. Drew Brees, free agent, probably going to play football next year. Probably, I think this is similar to Tom Brady. We're all assuming like one in a ten, he's not playing under with the Saints next year. Maybe he just walks away. But I want to talk about Drew Brees as what we just did with Tom Brady to close him out, and the fact that. Let's say Drew Brees does come back and we sh- shocks the world. The Saints move on. Maybe the Saints decide, hey, we're going to start Taysom Hill. I'm kidding, Brett. Uh, let's say, you know, Drew Brees is not with the Saints. Can Drew Brees still be Drew Brees no matter his landing spot? Like if Drew Brees plays with the Buccaneers or Drew Brees plays with the Titans, is he still Drew Brees or is it going to matter where he is in your opinion, Chris? Slightly. I, I still think he could, from a fantasy standpoint, no matter where he is in the league, I would, I'd feel confident to say that if what he, if he replaces him, what if he replaces Brady with the Patriots? <laughs> yeah, I, again, I don't really like their weapons in New England. They would, they would need So it does there. matter. So yeah, it does. But I still think even picturing him on the Patriots, I still think he would have upside to be a top 10 quarterback. But again, you you have to put in every single factor then. All of a sudden, he's playing cold weather games at home late in the season as opposed to in the Dome when he's just been so dominant. He loses a guy in Sean Payton. He loses a guy in Michael Thomas, who's arguably the best wide receiver in football. So there's... There's definitely a lot there if he if he does. I don't see it personally. I know we're just having fun here and, and trying to think outside the box that he could be gone. I think it's definitely up to Drew Brees. The Saints would obviously want him back 100%. I, just, I think he does come back. I still think he has a lot to offer. I mean, we talk about Tom Brady all the time in the 40s and the decline. I just haven't really seen it from, from Drew Brees. He's been so accurate. He just actually gets better and better. I mean, 2016, 70% completion rate, 72%, 74.4, 74.4. Like, it's just been legit now over the past couple of years. Yards per attempt have been there as well. Obviously, having a guy like Michael Thomas and Sean Payton does help. But, yeah, I mean, put him on the Pats, that's probably one of the worst landing spots. Again, I think that's probably the worst landing spot for a quarterback, Tom Brady included. Yeah, the, so on a scale of 1 to 10, of Drew Brees potentially leaving New Orleans, it's a, he gets a zero. Like, there's zero <laughs> chance he's going anywhere else. It's all, it's it's either New Orleans or retire. There's there's I think that's the only two options in his mind. And, and so we can – you know, we can talk what it does to the Saints or, you know, uh, other offensive players if he does retire, but there's no way he's going anywhere else. Like I, his family is entrenched in New Orleans and he's too much of a family guy to, to pick his family up and move him for one, one year and another paycheck he doesn't need. All right. So you're not even, what, uh, then I'll spin it to you, Brad. To for one, uh, another question. You're going to downgrade the offense if Drew Brees leaves, assuming like he does retire. 
probably. I mean, he when he played this year, his average points per game in the games he played, he was a top six or eight quarterback in fantasy. So he was really good for those weapons. I, I still, it, it, I think it the it's, it's a combination of Drew Brees being there and Taysom Hill being gone, and then I'm fi- totally fine with All Saints players at that point that I would that I would normally want. Okay. All right, well, then let's talk about one that definitely is up in the air, uh, still supposedly working on a contract, and they won a contract before, was it March 20th, I think it is, is whatever the date. Is that the correct date off the top of my head? It's, yeah, it's yeah, either the 10th me. or the 20th, whatever the franchise tag date is, right? Yeah, that's what, in any case, the, the, the Cowboys are still talking to Dak. There's been rumors of what the amount might be, whether he wants to be 40 million, whether that's not even something that's been discussed, whether it's 30, 35, whatever it might be. Dak Prescott, if he's on the Cowboys or if he's somewhere else, Brad, is that going to change your level of Dak Prescott after what essentially was one of the best seasons we've seen? Well, it's definitely Dak Prescott's best season, but one of the best seasons we saw from quarterbacks period last year was top five, no matter what site you play on with 30 touchdowns and 4,900 yards. Yeah, he, and he has been so much better with Amari Cooper there. And this to me, again, I mentioned this briefly earlier. This is the biggest option or obstacle with giving the money to a running back like you did is then you have to try to sign your quarterback to long-term extension and the receiver that made him so much better. I love Michael Gallup, but Michael Gallup is not, I don't think he's great by himself. He needs a, another guy on the other side. Amari Cooper is perfect for that. They, they should, they would, this team would be better off with Tony Pollard at running back and not having that, that Zeke Elliott contract on their books to make the rest of their team better because they're going to end up losing defensive players. Um, they're, they're gonna. They've got tough decisions to make, and if Dak is is insistent on forty million dollars, that completely handicapped. There's no way they can sign Amari Cooper and Dak at forty million dollars. Yeah, and I agree with all of that. And you know, it's it'll be really interesting to see how this all plays out for sure, because it sounds like he really wants forty million dollars. So that's I, I don't. You, you can't pay him. You can't pay him that. There's no way. And you just gave all your money because. to to Zeke because all the things that Brad said. I mean, Amari Cooper, everything. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna downgrade absolutely the entire team. Maybe not offensively, but defensively. Actually, thinking about it a whole lot, maybe it'll be worse on defense. I'll have to throw the football a whole lot more. Maybe it'll be good from a fantasy standpoint. But I I like Dak where he is from a fantasy standpoint. I like him with Amari Cooper. I agree. I don't think Gallup can be a one. Um, I I like this offense. I think they should. <laughs> try to find ways to keep it all together, but the Z contract may strap them a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I completely just to follow up, guys. Jake. That no. that date is March tenth um, when they have to March announce 10th. who the franchise tag player is. Yeah, so so it's and it's going to be so, either him or Amari Cooper. So but, no, it's, it's and, pretty, and here's my point: is I still again like I you guys know I've said this time and time again is I don't believe in the cap because the cap isn't a real thing uh, for the fact that you just need the cash flow. But even if we are talking cap, the cap the Cowboys still have the fifth highest cap. They have seventy four million dollars in cap right now. That's before playing with it, and that's why I think it can be. I think they can pay him forty. Actually, I know they can pay him forty million and still go bring back Amari Cooper now. Does that lead to problems maybe three years from now? Whatever. But look, how many times has Tom Brady restructured his contract to move bonuses around? And that's what I'm talking about. That's why I keep bringing this up with the NFL cap is because you can sign Dak Prescott right now, seven years, 40 million per, 
put whatever bonus wherever you want to work things out for now because you have so much cap from now. Three years from now, rejigger it again. Three years from then, rejigger it again. And that's the thing with the NFL. That's the problem. And the cap's going to just keep going up anyway. Is the NFL, that's how you play with it. That's how the Cowboys, and I, I keep saying this, guys. That's how the Cowboys and the Redskins, if you add it up before this year for the Cowboys, if you add up their salaries and their contracts, why it looks like what, how are they paying more than what the salary cap is. I mean, if you look at it, the Vikings last year, the Vikings are technically, technically, if you add up the money, $12 million over the cap. Like that's should, but that's my point is like you can do whatever the hell you want. So I think they can and I think they should. Yeah. It's all, it's all up to Dak. I mean, if he wants, if he, if he wants to do that, I mean, Brady was not, he wasn't selfish with he's guys were, they were pulling guys off the street to, to no, be but I'm saying he could even and, take the 40 million and still be. And that, and I think they're going to, I don't think it will be 40. I, I agree with you guys. That I don't think it'll be 40, but it's the next man up syndrome we've been dealing with, with the NFL forever. I mean, Stafford was the next man up. And you go back to Joe Flacco, who's kicked this whole thing off with his elite postseason and he was elite and all that, blah, blah, blah. But it's always going like, hell, you're going to tell me that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to ask for 45. When his time comes around, I, I do think there's a chance he takes less. And there's a lot of reports I, coming know, out of, of Kansas City. Yeah, there's a lot of chance that like they may they may whatever. But I I think he's going to try to do the Tom Brady thing where he'll still get a ton of money. But he's he is on every commercial that you watch in football. He's getting paid so much in endorsements right now. And there are a lot of people around here that think that is the reason the reason he's doing all that is to be able to take less money from the Chiefs and keep their team good around him. Dak has zero interest in that. He wants to be the highest paid quarterback. He feels like he's earned it and he doesn't care what it does to the team at this point, it sounds like. I mean, he turned down thirty three million a year last year. And well, that's because and in the I, middle like, of summer. I also understand that because Dak Prescott was also making one million dollars. So you know what, Dak? If you want, you know how I feel, Brad. If you wanted, to you should have been better in college. You, if he was better in college, he wouldn't have been making a million dollars. No, if you wanted to do it when you're playing baseball, and you came out and there was reports that you were like, "Hey, I want fifteen million dollars to be a closer a year or something like." Like, you know what? Go for it. if you can get it, go get your damn money because the money might, not, especially in the NFL, like it's different from baseball. NFL money might not be there tomorrow. Like if he signs. Like, let's say even say again, he signs forty for six years. Two, let's say, let's say he signs six years, two fifty, something ridiculous like that. All we care about and all we know is that the guaranteed money. You know, that's all that's going to matter. If they only sign it for you know two hundred fifty million and one hundred fifty, it's guaranteed. Essentially, it's a hundred fifty million dollar contract. In any case, not necessarily that, because it, it's different with a quarterback because they're they're a lot less likely to get cut. And, and then forego that salary money. They're, the, the Cowboys aren't gonna, like, just it's, like Drew Brees. I, I mean, know. Almost yeah, none of Drew Brees' last contract was guaranteed, but he didn't care because he knew he was gonna be on the team. Like, he, he wasn't gonna be Drew cut, Brees. so that money was there. Well, I mean, if they're talking, if they're talking about paying Dak Prescott double what Drew Brees was making, then yeah, they, I think they view him in the same way. Yeah, but now we're getting to the nuance of the thing. My point, I was just saying the point being is like the, all that matters for contract purposes is the guaranteed money. That, that, that's my point. Like if yeah. he got broke his leg in two years from now and then broke his leg again, like he's going to get cut. I understand what you're saying is like, but we could get down that nuance route road anytime. So let's talk about Jameis Winston then. How about that? How about the, Jameis Winston's not making $40 million next year. We can agree with that. He, he would accept Jameis, the $33 million offer. Uh, yeah, I he wants he 30 and the, the, and the Buccaneers said, screw you. See you later. Well, so that's the question here. And that's why we're, that's why we're heading down this road. Jameis Winston without Mike Evans and without Chris Godwin. 
throw him on another team, throw him on another, hell, maybe throw him on the Titans, maybe throw him somewhere where like a team is saying, Hey, we missed out on our first option. Or maybe why don't we roll the dice on Jameis Winston over Tannehill? Because we can, maybe our team is built to have quarterback success, whoever might be. Is Jameis Winston a top five quarterback if he's not on the Buccaneers, Chris? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. He need, he... I don't think that's, I don't think that's what if because he's on the, of the receivers, though. I think it's because of Arian's offense. And, well, that's and, what I'm asking. So what yeah, if he's on the Chargers? I, the Chargers have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, maybe not Hunter Henry. Have char- They have two great wide receivers, two wide receivers that aren't too far off from Evans and Godwin. And then he has an Austin Eckler, which is better than anything that's on the Buccaneers' backfield. But Jameis Winston on the on the Chargers, top five, I say yes. I, 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 potential, yeah. I'm not ready to lock that in, but potential to be five. I'd say 10 for sure. Uh, 10, I'd go 10. I wouldn't go five. There's, I mean, when I look at the list of quarterbacks, there's no way I'm there's that I'm putting him in the top five of assuming everybody's healthy all year. Cause it, I mean, he, he doesn't give you the rushing floor that a lot of these other guys do. That's going to boost them if they're healthy all year. And I think Kyler Murray takes a step forward. I put Kyler Murray in the top five for next year before I put James Kyler Murray James Winston over Jameis Winston. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I probably would really? too. I probably would too, unless he's on the Bucks. I, I would put Winston ahead of him. I, so I don't you put mind him on the Bucks. I know, box. yeah, I, I know Bruce Arians' offense and yada yada, but still, I mean, those two wide receivers are elite in in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Obviously, they have a big part of Jameis's success, but I think that they can do a lot for Jameis. I mean, clearly, this guy just was coming off a season where he threw thirty picks, but he still had fifty one hundred yards and finished as a top quarterback. So that's why if you put him on the Chargers, I'll take the same thing. I think he still throws for five, around 5,000 yards and 30-plus touchdowns. So I'll take it. I still take him over Kyler Murray, and I love Kyler Murray. But I'll take Jameis Winston, who's done it, on, at least on that. Now, if you put him on the Titans, now we're having a different story. Uh, and that's yeah, why, like, that's no why I bring interest. him up. Yeah, no interest on the Titans. And, so that, and that's why I'm bringing these guys up is because I think Jameis Winston, if he doesn't end up – I think actually the Chargers and the Buccaneers are kind of the only two spots. Like I, I don't think he would ever go there because Bill Belichick might murder him while he's on the field. But like if he was on the Patriots, I wouldn't like him. If he was you – know, hey, if he went – here's an interesting one. What if – the Cowboys go, we'll, we'll take Jameis Winston instead of you, Dak. Uh, you, you, at least we can get Jameis from one year and see what happens. Well, that would be interesting. I mean, I would like no, him. I, want, I, would, I would like him on Dallas. Yeah. More than Kyler Murray or less than Kyler Murray? Um, more. More? Brad? Less. I, say Kyler Murray. <laughs> okay, but, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see – I honestly, even if he's back in Tampa, I don't see a scenario where he's a top-five fantasy quarterback again. I think he can be really good. Um, but – I just feel like there there were too many things that kind of fell into his favor this year from a just a pure fantasy standpoint that I just don't see it happening again. Sixty four hundred okay. air yards for Jameis, number two Dak, fifty five. What a huge gap! And number three is Rivers. All these guys are talking about it. pretty interesting. Uh, it's it's amazing. All right, so let's finish off. We'll just do quarterbacks today. Let's finish off with some of the. Uh, well, we have two backups essentially, but before we get to them, Ryan Tannehill and his breakout campaign but Ryan Tannehill on the Titans we've talked about before we talked about towards the end of the year in fantasy talked about how much reliant he was on his touchdown ratio which was just off the charts so Tannehill on the Titans Brad compared to Tannehill anywhere or is just Tannehill just not even in your thought process you don't care where he's playing next year because he can't replicate that kind of touchdown ratio again no I I think he can in Tennessee I I don't it's or at least get close to it because there was a big time connection there with him and these young receivers. 
if if they if the one thing about signing Tannehill back is if he's not going to cost what Winston or Dak Prescott or any of these guys are in free agency, he's going they're going to be able to get him for less. And if they do, that potentially allows them to re-sign Derrick Henry for the stupid money that he's wanting. And if that happens, <laughs> then there's there's absolutely a chance that this offense can can essentially replicate itself what it did in the second half this year. Yeah, I agree. I think you know. A, a, off season, an entire off season with the team. I mean, he just came in, what was it, week six potentially after the bye. I think Vrabel came in and said, "We're a bad football team. It's on me, also on you guys." And by the way, we're making a quarterback switch. <laughs> Marcus Mariota is not going to be throwing passes anymore. And the offense took off. I thought the, it, it was great play action wise. It, it the whole thing to me is what they're going to do with Derrick Henry is. I mean, Brad, you've already alluded to it a couple times. I mean, paying this guy is probably ludicrous, not the way to go, but without Derrick Henry and the play action game, I'm not going to be that interested in Ryan Tannehill. I think he's, he's whether he, I think we all agree, you don't want to spend oh, wait, all so, that money so on you're him. Saying, he needs him. So you're saying yeah. even if he's in Tennessee, if it's not with Derrick Henry, he needs a run game. Then you're kind of, yeah, a lot, see, of his, I, there's a lot of those plays. There are other running backs that could fill that spot, though. He needs to have a a, a top ten a running top. back. Like Carlos Hyde is not going to be. It's not Jonathan Taylor. No, I, I mean, uh, they could draft somebody. I guess. I guess. I, yeah, for sure they could draft. Yeah. somebody. and that's pro- maybe the way they go. Melvin Gordon franchise. I think as a franchise, they're signing. I think they're going to get suckered into this. I think they're going to sign Henry for almost whatever he wants. Well, here's why. Might, here's the Kenyon only Drake. Put Kenyon Drake there, and I think he's okay. Well, so the only reason I think it might, well, Ken, actually, Kenyon Drake would be interesting. Yeah, he that's would. A, that's a, that's a, I, instead of signing Kenyon Drake, I would just rather draft somebody. I'd rather get somebody fresh. Yes. Uh, but to the point being is the only reason to your guy's point is why I think also they fall back into Derrick Henry is because one, you already know how he fits. You know how he plays. You've seen this team with him. You saw how good this team was with him. Essentially their MVP down the stretch and in the playoffs. But two, they do have some holes that they want to be a serious contender. And the way that I look at it that way is saying you're drafting 20, what, ninth? Do you really want to go into a draft where you think you're still a contender next year? You're in the playoffs. You almost made it to the champion. Like, are you made to, you almost made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you want to go to next year and draft a running back in the first round when you have other holes that you could easily fill if you do spend on it? And maybe they look at that. Maybe they look at the short term. Like, look, it's a bad decision. We know it's a bad decision to pay Derrick Henry this much, but you know what? We bite the bullet for the next two or three years knowing that that's taken care of. And in the draft, we can address the other issues like the offensive line and certain stuff. By the way, I, I pulled this up yesterday. It's the craziest thing. And Brad, you might know this because it involved your team. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans were basically polar opposites when it came to run and pass blocking. So the Tennessee Titans were at the top of the list. They were dead last, 32nd in pass blocking. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs were like top five and bottom five reverse. Bottom five run blocking, top five pass blocking. It was crazy to see how big the discrepancy was between these two teams. But that's my point. It's like they could address other issues. They could get offensive line help. They could do other things. So I'm with you. Yeah, and I think, I think they can, I think they can do that in free agency if they don't sign Derrick Henry. Spend, no, there's not, there's all no that money around line. four. No. You know how it is in offensive lines. Everybody gets franchise. Nobody makes it these days. Nobody makes it to free agency. And anybody that does is yeah. it's the people like um the what the left tackle that the Giants got from the Patriots that ended up being Nate Solder ended up being a bust anyway yeah, because bust. he was already like yeah he was hitting that end down t- like they don't the good ones never make it. That's the problem. That's the and, problem. And I NFL. I understand that they don't but they don't have to do a whole lot with their offensive line. Maybe one tweak. 
and and they'll be fine. I mean, they were such Dude, a good run blocking team. Pass blocking. <laughs> but it's but you don't want to if if you're going to keep your run game relevant, you can't just take oh, one of those guys out you. of there and no, no. they like it, it's a to me that's a coaching thing. Like you you figure out a way to coach them better to be pass blocking or you chip with your running backs or whatever. Here's but why you can't, you can't eliminate your no, run no. blocking. You can't, but that's what I'm saying is that's why you, that's why you got, get somebody that can do both because the Giants tried that with Eric Flowers and then he ended up being really good at run blocking and terrible at pass blocking because they made him drop that extra foot back. So he was any, or vice versa. It was one that, whatever they did, they messed with the stance and he basically did what we were just talking about the Titans and the Chiefs. So I understand what you're saying. You don't want to hamper your run game to improve, but that's why I disagree with you in the coaching is because the coaching is sometimes offensive linemen just can't do the other. Eric Flowers is the perfect example. He can only do one of the two. And he actually became good at the other, but he sucked at the other because they, yeah, it was, it was, they, they dropped his foot back and he became really good at run blocking and then he sucked at pass blocking because his foot was so far back he couldn't react to the quick pass blockers. But anyway. Sure. And I, um, and I think, I mean, I'm just saying if you want to make one change in your starting five to, to become a better pass blocking unit, fine. But you can't go and replace three of these guys and all of a sudden expect your run. Oh, game I was to never suggesting decent. that. No, my yeah. point was so you it, don't want to spend. If you're talking about just getting one guy in there, other, no, that's my point. Is you're not when Just you're a contender. Yeah, that don't draft the running back. That's my this whole point was the fact that they're bringing back Derrick Henry, and that's why is because I don't see them going the draft route when they have yeah. other solutions. And that's my point. They're bringing it back, hundred percent. They're they're bringing it back, hundred percent. And if they don't, it would be the big stamp of approval and on everything that running backs don't matter. Because <laughs> let's be honest, when I mean, they beat Baltimore and they beat New England because of Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, but they, what? Who's to say that, what if they? Know. What if for half the price they can sign Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon only sucks half, ass. He's only half as good as Derrick Henry. So <laughs> we'll talk Melvin about Gordon Melvin was pretty Gordon good there. down the stretch. He was the top no, ten running back down the stretch. In fantasy, in fantasy not was. real life. Yeah. Watch him in and, real and, life. He wasn't saying anything like that. You should know that. And you he know also what Gordon wants. The season. Gordon wants to get paid too. Sure, but he isn't. He's not going to get anywhere close to six and ninety or whatever that that whatever uh, Henry's asking for. No, both he's going to get like a, a three-year deal, thirty million dollars. That I think, and then take that extra money and do other stuff with it. But don't do it. He's twenty-six I, years just, old. I would rather not no, coming. I'd off. rather pay twice as twice as much to get Derrick Henry. Dude, no way. He's coming off a 400 plus carry season. He is going to I get don't care. hurt in the next couple of years. It, it crushes uh, your team. He's a freak. He got hurt this year. February 12th, 2020. Derrick Henry does better than Melvin Gordon for the next two years. We can talk in 2022. I can guarantee it. I will lock it in right now. Give me that bet. Give me I'm still around. <laughs> well, Dollar bet. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, real quick before we get out of here. Two, two more real Do we care? Where Marcus Mariota goes, are we going to be looking at him like, hey, maybe he can pull the Tannehill because he's going to be somewhere else, and Tannehill's a good example of, like, maybe you need to get away from the Titans and he can go resurrect his career as a backup somewhere else, or do you guys not care? Yeah, I don't think it can get worse, but I, I don't really care. Yeah, I've been down the Tana, or I've been down the Mariota road before as a believer, and, you know, just watching him again last season, I don't think it matters. I would I would lean that way too. I'm more interested in where Teddy Bridgewater goes in free agency. If assuming Breeze comes back and this is Bridgewater's last real chance to get a starting job somewhere, he's not going to go back and be another backup again in New Orleans. So um, I think there's a, a decent chance that he goes somewhere as a starter, um, more so than where Mariota ends up. I think there's a better chance, but I think that chance is still like a two out of ten. I still don't think anybody's going to give Bridgewater the starting gig. 
honestly. Yeah. Unless it's just the worst case. Uh, the only thing I can see is if the Cowboys think they're close and then Dak signs and surprises them elsewhere, and then all of a sudden all the other quarterbacks have already dried up, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, crap, now what do we do? Like, that's that's the scenario I could see. I could see. That. Yeah, or somebody gets hurt in – in you know training yeah, camp or something and yeah training camp preseason it's too bad because yeah, Bridgewater did his best as he couldn't have done any better <laughs> you know filling in yeah but <laughs> and we'll close out with him and on that point he couldn't have done any better but there's a couple things here he was playing for the Saints yeah. and even if he couldn't have done any better it still wasn't we're talking fantasy obviously that's yeah. what we consider that's what we're that's what we're that's what we concern ourselves with here he couldn't really done much better that even though was really fantasy relevant that we would say, hey, you know what? We definitely want him starting. He had one game over 20 points. The other three games that he had a solid performance in, and then the first game where he came in replacement kind of sucked. For him. Well, you know what? We'll just throw that one out. I guess the Cowboys stunk. Yeah. He had one terrific game against the Buccaneers, which everybody has a terrific game against the Buccaneers. So if we're throwing out the Cowboys <laughs> game, let's throw out the Buccaneers. Let's do that. Seattle, 177-2. 240 and one against Jacksonville and 281 and two against Chicago. Yeah. Those are all three like, those, uh, you know what those kind of remind me of? Those remind me of Jimmy Garoppolo back when everybody was like, Oh, imagine what Jimmy Garoppolo might be able to do over a full season. I think that's who Teddy Bridgewater would be was Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. A lot like honestly what he was like in Minnesota too. Like not really fantasy relevant. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's it, super that, That's, that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what else is fair? Going over and getting 40% off. Baseball draft gets out there. It also is fair. Is doubly favor, and you should be doing is following Chris at Chris Meany and following Brad at Brad Ziegler, and look for him to tweet out about Taysom Hill every hour of the hour until next week's show. Just leave New Orleans. Wait till the Chiefs hide Hill. He's gonna piss you off. He'd be the starting oh running God. back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Damian Williams, by the way, one of the most efficient runners. Well, we'll talk about running backs next week. We are going to do that. Like I said, next Wednesday, once a week on Wednesdays. Next week, we have a lot of free agent running backs to say our opinion is going to vary depending on where they are. Oh, uh, by the way, tweet us again. Tweet if you want us to talk about it. I think it's off season. We are open to your suggestions. So if you have anything that you want us to cover, maybe in the off season, let us know. And we'll be back next Wednesday on the throwback. Have a good week.